single verse is married. Are you happy? Yes, I'm happy. It's different strokes for different folks. The difference is who wipes your ass when you're old. Okay, on the count of three, you're going to think of a fruit. One, two, three. Peach. Banana. Oh! <laughs> Best friends. Best friends. Oh, God. You say banana because it's something banana. that's soft I can eat. Yes, I'm trying to think of you. Anyways, everybody, this is my best friend, Tina Louise Eckert. This is my best friend, Tarjean O'Brien. I am single. And I am married. And this is Single, single versus, versus Married. The podcast. Yay. Not the miniseries. No. It is the podcast. Well, maybe. Oh, my God. No. You know what we're talking about today? Mm. The big D. What? <laughs> <laughs> All there's the single people, one, all I the know, single people yeah. went like, blink, blink, blink. I realized very quickly my mistake. It, it, there's more than one big D. This is, this is the, we're talking about divorce. 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 I'm so excited. I'm, are you excited? I don't know why. It's making me smile. It is, but you have been like beaming. This I'm whole... giddy over, I'm giddy, I'm giddy. <laughs> well, I'm excited because we're going to have like, you know, it's a threefer. Three different perspectives yeah. on relationships. We both come from divorced parents. We do. Yeah. And I didn't even know my parents were divorced. I had, uh, hmm. my dad used to come by the house so much. And then my mom was with my, who's now my stepdad. And my dad would bring his girlfriend. And I was like six. Okay. And I don't think it ever really dawned on me. And it was like one birthday where I remember it just hit me that my parents were divorced. Like, <laughs> Like sleep. what birthday? <laughs> it was my sixth birthday. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that your parents didn't live in the same house? They didn't live in the same house. He just was there so often. Like he came for dinner. Like they were on good terms. <laughs> okay. And then uh, they said like, "Well, and then the cake came out," and they're like, "Well, make a wish." And I remember looking around the room, seeing my stepfather and my dad and his girlfriend, and I went, I "Wish my parents got back together." <laughs> <laughs> That's a real, that's a real uh, you know, butt clencher for the room. Everybody goes, <laughs> well, uh, funnily enough, so my parents got divorced and they didn't tell us for four years. What is the deal with our parents? I, you know, it's it's a weird thing. Like, my parents 100% should not have been married. <laughs> like, they fought all the time. And I remember thinking, like, as a 12-year-old, I'd be like, what is this? You guys are a hot mess. Like, mm -hmm. this is not working out. But they got divorced. And the reason that they told me that they didn't want to tell the family is because they knew that my mom's parents would like completely disown my dad which they did so um. they just were like trying to prevent that but yeah i mean my dad at Wait, some I mean, point they didn't tell you they were divorced but your dad still lived there he did in a different room yeah i mean i guess i never really you know like i would go to i was a kid so i would go to bed before they did so i didn't know like where everybody's sleeping they had bunk beds <laughs> <laughs> like how big of they a house cots. how big of a, house? a huge house in reno like oh. there's space like this yeah. is a place where people have houses that have space That's so weird it's very weird and it was like it was also like i remember going well why wouldn't you tell me like i could keep a secret yeah. it's not like i'm gonna go to my grandparents and be like did you know that my parents got divorced how old was rory your brother well, I think, so I must have been about 11 or 12 when they got divorced, and he's seven years younger than I am. So he was little, little. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, you were old enough to tell. I was like 16 when they told me. Were a lot of kids in your school, were they divorced? I think so. It's Reno. It Come on. First of all, it's Reno. But also, <laughs> second of all, true. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of people were divorced, for sure. Yeah, it wasn't a big, it was never a deal that my parents were divorced. Like, like I remember going to school, like, 
Like when, especially when you see my stepfather, he's a um, African American man, mm-hmm. and then you see me, and they're like, "Well, obviously that's not your father." Right? Like you know, like it's. it's I don't know. I never felt the stigma of being from a divorced family. I don't think I did either. I'd, at least when I was young, I don't think. To me, I was like, "That's not a big deal," because my dad was. My dad was very present, but that's the difference. Is my my dad was always there, and when he did move out, he lived in an apartment like very close, like mm-hmm. within a mile. So he was never far away, and it's not like you know I wasn't. Like a lot of divorced parents, like sometimes families will go, they'll go off and get married and have like a whole other family. Yeah. But that was not my experience. It doesn't sound like yours. That was hard. Because my mom, my mom got my stepfather, then busted out. She already had three kids and then busted out three more kids. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of kids at your house. There's a lot of kids in my house. You know, um, well, I think why I'm excited about this is because it means divorce, yes. I mean, it's in California, we have a six-month cooling-off process because mm-hmm. everyone's getting divorced. It's not like that stigma. It's but not, you got to think about it for six months. Sit, you know, sit on it. And get right, angrier get, 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 Yeah, get the ammo, <laughs> get all the blackmail that you can, and then go Get all the conversations. And as we talked about, like, you know, I was engaged. And I remember when I, I announced to my friends that I was going to leave mm-hmm. X, and I, you know, obviously going to break off the engagement. Yeah how it was hard it was so embarrassing like I felt like all these people who came to the engagement party and like supported us and Mm -hmm. even though maybe a lot of people didn't like him you know like were there and it just wasn't well received it almost looked like I was a quitter like interesting I I felt I I, people I just felt like people just thought oh you just walk away so easily and it's not an easy decision I just felt like it was like, it would be easier. I, I know so many people who got married and then got divorced. Like, I've been to their wedding, and yeah. I know that they got divorced. And I did. I don't think – and everyone's like, well, you knew find your new happiness. Like, life goes on. You'll find your new happiness. You know, like, yeah. you did the right – you made the right decision for both of you. But when I left, it was like, you didn't – like, I didn't even try. Like, why did you even say yes in the first place? That's interesting. I have had a number of close friends get divorced. And – you know, this is a terrible thing to say, but I'm surprised the number hasn't been higher. But there's been a number of my friends. <laughs> Hashtag, here we go, 2020. But, you know, I th- guess here's what it is. H- having come from a divorced family and having the perspective of being in the family, right? I think that's one thing. I guess I never, ever thought about how it affected my mom and my dad, right? Like, what was my mom's experience of being a divorced woman? What was my dad's experience of being a divorced man? Having my friends now, like my, you know, people my own age, ha- watching them go through it, to me was like watching a totally different world that I had no idea existed. Like a lot of my friends talked about how they felt shamed and embarrassed. And I remember going, that is, it blew my mind because I just, for me, I thought divorce meant relief and like getting out of something that was bad. But a lot of people, I mean, it's like, because again, you've made a commitment, you've tried, you made vows and then that's not there anymore. And there was people, and I was like, that's so surprising to me that people felt embarrassed. Yeah, when, um, I came up with an analogy. It's like if I told everyone I signed up for a marathon and everybody supported me and fundraising and all this and everyone's so excited and the day before the marathon I decide not to run it. Well, that's because you're a quitter. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're hurtful because you don't even let me finish. But then I'll change the scenario. Let's say I, you know, everyone supported me and I actually got started running the marathon, but then I didn't finish the marathon. I got a cramp or I got hurt or something Mm -hmm. like that. No one's going to be mad at me that I didn't finish the marathon. Right. And that's what divorce is. You signed up for the marathon. You went through the marathon. Right. Maybe you didn't make it to the finish line. Right. That's divorce. 
breaking off an engagement. It's like I signed up for the marathon. Everyone supported me. And then I didn't even run it. That's so interesting. I think that's a very interesting perspective. Yeah. In terms of like, I, I, d- I don't 100% like, because you've been through it. Obviously, I haven't called off an engagement. I don't know what it's like. But to me, I think like, well, that is so much better than going through everything, making us all go through with it, you know, it with you and then getting a divorce yeah. quickly. Well, yeah. I had a friend, like my very good friend, she got married when we were young, like early 20s, and then got married, got divorced within the same year. And so like, mm. that's the stuff where you're like, well, we were just too young, but she spent a lot of money on the wedding. I went to a destination wedding and they say you have a year to buy yep. the wedding gift. Oh, yeah. So it's destination wedding. I'm not going to bring it with me. And I didn't think about like having it shipped to our house, whatever. Right. So I remember that I just kind of felt like out of touch with her a little bit, but it kind of weighed on me. I'm like, I got it buy her this gift you know so I asked her if she was working one day and I go hey I want to stop by and I stopped by her job and I brought her this ginormous gift very right. thoughtful sure like not like a piece of porcelain like it was like something like she would really I think it was Guitar Hero Beatles like I got it wait Guitar Hero Beatles the Beatles version of the Guitar Hero versus like, porcelain yeah. sure yeah because yeah. it's something that they loved Guitar Hero and yeah. the Beatles one just came out so I get to this job and she opens up the card and she starts bawling it's because they already got to, they already got separated, and I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, it was, it was like six months into it. They already got oh. separated." So I took back the card, and anywhere it said like "you guys," I just took. I'm like, "You," <laughs> <laughs> like, like I just made it. Like I needed it, so I did it like really funny, and like gave her back the card, and then she reread it and laughed. I'm like, "Well, keep the guitar hero." <laughs> it was funny. I thought you were, the story was going. You're like, "Oh, and so I just took back the gift." <laughs> no, like, oh, I'm yes, like, "You don't need this anymore. Thank no. you so much." <laughs> oh, so like, moral of the story: Don't be late with your gift. <laughs> Well, I'm very excited because we have a very dear friend, a person I highly admire here today, oh, Scott. Thank you. Oh, thank you. What? What? <laughs> You're talking about me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in addition to you, mm-hmm. we've Scott Palmason. Yay! Hi, guys. Yeah. Oh, we're so happy that you're here today. Thanks for having me. You're looking very sharp today. Really? You're looking very sharp. I feel like sharp. I need a haircut. I'm in need of a haircut is what I'm feeling. Today. Really? I, got, I think it's out of good. Man, you can always like clean up the neck, you know, like, for guys, but that's always... <laughs> Ow. Ow. She's, like, she's like, by the way... She's like, but you can no, improve. I have a few notes can, for you. No, but, <laughs> she's like, over there, under there. No, yeah. I mean, like, guys can, all, can deal with any kind of haircut, but like at the back of the head, like right by the neck, like the hairline can <laughs> always Scott's be clean. <laughs> I'm I'm a model. <laughs> like I know these things. Thanks for being here, Scott. We're one minute in. <laughs> oh my God. Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> so oh, oh Lord. God. No, Scott and I know each other. Uh, we currently do improv at Second City together. That's true. He is a. Br- I mean, I mean, brilliant performer. Probably oh. one of my favorite people I've ever seen on stage. He's an ama- amazing singer, amazing improviser. You're very sweet. Thank you. Um, and I also mean none of those things. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why are your fingers crossed? Uh, I, know it's weird, right? I mean, if I would just clean up my neck. Oh my god. <laughs> and what is your relationship status? I am I'm currently single, but I'm also divorced. He's the big D. D. Big Big D. D. That's actually one of my nicknames. So that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> big D Scott. Yo, Big D. Yo, okay, what up? Wanna get Froyo? I mean, Froyo? Do you want to get Froyo? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more manly than Offering to get some fro. Get some fro. Yo. I know. After hearing like our intro, was it a big adjustment from being married to being divorced? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My answer is yes. Yeah. Well, first of all, how sure. long were you married? Oh, uh, I was married three and a half years, I think. And how long were you guys together before you guys got married? Oh, boy. I should have done the math. Uh, do, 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 do. 
If it's only two, I'm gonna be pissed off. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I shouldn't have to it think was like that long. it was like three. It was like three years ish. But that's fair. Yeah. I feel like yeah. you know, I, like there's a lot of stories like we dated for six months and then we were like whatever. Mm. No, but that's like oh okay, great. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. But you guys, would you guys live together before you guys were married? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long were you guys married? Like living together? Because uh, it, adds, it adds. I did not do any of this math. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank I, you for like, 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 like two years, two and a half years, three, something like that. So you, pretty much your whole relationship with her, you guys kind of cohabitated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's because I only asked that because it's not like, oh, you just left living with somebody for three and a half years. You actually kind of left living somebody for like six. Yeah, your lives were intermingled. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. You, I've had friends who've been in relationships for a year. Not to say that your relationship can't be a tough thing to get out of or leave or, or whatever. But yeah, it was uh, longer than a day. Right. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, what about your parents? Were, do you, were your parents married, single, or divorced? My parents are married, still together. That's amazing. Yeah. Don't ask him how long. Just, I can't, I don't he doesn't wanna, have his abacus. Ask you any just, more any math. math. <laughs> Carry the two. <laughs> Shave my neckline. I don't know how to. As an adult with us, mm-hmm. what is your like experience having gone through it and here you are on the other side? I mean, it's, it's night and day different for sure. I mean, it's, you definitely, you see why people maybe don't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> For really? sure. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's um, it's a it's 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 a it's a tough process, right? It's a tough process, and you know, I've I'm sure three of us have friends. We're like, I mean, you kind of alluded to it earlier. You you go, oh yeah, this is not uh, not necessarily like an easy process. Um, oh, you mean the 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 act of getting deed? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> The act of getting deed is the, also the good. act of getting deed, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, it it is yeah, it's quite a process. For me, when when I got engaged, is when I felt there was a big shift in our relationship. Like things got, it wasn't me moving in that I think like, things got different. Is when we got engaged, all of a sudden our dynamic changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that once you got like you already were living together, then once you got married, do you feel like that added any more pressure to the relationship? Yeah, I don't know. It's, I think that for sure it, it there is a difference, right? Mm-hmm. A feeling uh, going from just being boyfriend, girlfriend with someone, being engaged to someone, and then being, there is a shift for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it does, I heard somebody said it really well once. It's like once you, once you're actually married, you go, oh yeah, it feels a little more official. It feels a little more, okay, adult, serious, like. Yeah. There is, there is a shift way? there. See, it's interesting. There's a lot of people that say that. And I think for me and Art, we were together for so long. I don't I don't actually feel like there was a big shift in our, you know, like our day to day. But there is a different weight when all of a sudden, like when you're like, oh, I talked to my husband. Right. Like there's that. Yeah. And I like I don't think it changed the dynamic between me and Art like day to day. But like I said, there's just it's it's how other people view you or attribute to your life. To something, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a step for sure, right? Yeah. You know. So you're married. You're now divorced. What was like your first night in your new place? Like, what was that sort of? In terms of like what I ate or what I well, like how well, example like when yeah. I when I when I <clears throat> when I left, I remember <laughs> I stayed at my new place before I even moved. Like I just with a blanket on the floor and the mm-hmm. empty apartment, just because I felt safer there. And then I did to go back home, mm-hmm. and I just slept there. But I remember. There being, I wasn't sad. I wasn't sad. I felt safe, even though mm-hmm. freezing on the floor. I think I was on your air mattress. It Remember was. you gave me an air mattress. And then there was a hole in that mattress. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> 
But like my first night was because a lot of people have different experiences with this. Like, do you feel like sad? Like you moved everything in. You maybe don't have direct TV hooked up yet. But like, do you sit there and do you reflect or you just were you quick to move on? I think my experience was uh, similar to a lot of people, which is you, you, I think you experienced the gravity of it. And that, that's what it was for me. Just kind of really coming to terms with how serious things are. Yeah. Because what you know as what was previous is now gone yeah. to a certain degree. And I think that's what my theory, not based off of my experiences, but off of seeing people in life who are clearly not happy together i can see why people go well i don't want to lose all this stuff because you create a life right yeah Uh, and um i left everything i left i left everything yeah it was worth me to get out and not have anything Mm -hmm. than to fight for it that's the thing that you which is very fascinating from the inside is that you 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 do kind of you're not just going through divorce but you're divorcing from the previous life you had the identity the home with a capital h all of that but it's it's one of those things where if you've ever been through crisis i had a i have a friend who went through something pretty traumatic recently and while you're in the middle of it there is an academic quality to it where you go whoa this is fascinating Mm -hmm. because when are when are you going to be in that position again right when are you going to actually feel the the world so there is that emotional part of like dealing with it but there's also that this is just so fascinating because you are you are literally uh, it's it's a it's a reset button no matter right. who you are how, um, how are your yeah. friends and family how like how they react and like because not everyone not everyone always says the right thing at the right time or even gives you the support you need at the right time or maybe some people surprised you you know like so how did the family and friends take the news? You know, it's very tough. It's it's tough across the board. It's never not going to be, I don't think. I think what rings true for me is that you you find out very quickly who's going to show up mm. and who who is not necessarily. And that is not a judgment because sometimes you have to think about it. It can't be good versus evil, right, in that right. case. It is very much – some people may not have the capacity. Some people may not know what to say. Uh, but you learn very quickly, like, oh, in crisis – and again, it's to me, it's about crisis. Who, who Who's going to kind of be there for you and be – be around. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 equal. You know, for my close friends and family, it's two it's two things: uh, a sense of loss and, and being sad, all because it is a change. Were you really for close them with her well. family? Was she close mm-hmm. with your family? Mm-hmm. Both, yeah. And uh, I mean, there's so much to unpack there. And then, um, but then, at least from my close friends and family, there's also that sense of like, we're here for you. We got you. I had. I mean. I uh, definitely had a really good group of people around me uh, and, and support and all that. So, Do you ever get that response Tarjean told me? <laughs> it crushed me. But when, remember when you told me that people were relieved? There was a lot of people in our lives that were relieved. That I left. That you left. Like, I, I, I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware that people were. So you got really offended by that, too. Yeah, but you I was happy really you told me. But yeah. also, I didn't. I didn't see that. Exactly. Well, why would you, right? Yeah. Like you're in the middle of it. Yeah. What I think the important thing that you're saying here is that that 
most, especially younger people who are getting married or people who are rushing into this, like, just like when my parents got divorced, right? My experience was like, oh, they're divorced and that's it. So they don't have to be unhappy anymore. And I think what you're saying is something I just, I never heard or processed or thought about, about how painful it is and how like it is a loss. Whereas you think like, I don't know. I think there's just a perception that divorce is like this quick fix. Like, thank God I'm not with this person anymore. Thank God it's over. Like, I can move on and live my it's life. It's a life but adjustment. It's, it's a huge I, adjustment. Maybe I'm just naive, but it just, I never thought about it in those terms. Yeah. And it is so much, it, there is a weight to it. And there is just like such, you know, it's a big decision. Yeah. It's a big decision. Even, and one that's important for you to like, if you are unhappy, to make. Yeah, I think going back to Tara Jean's question earlier, you know, the kind of the adjustment process. So, you know, you're now out of the, you know out of the house. You're at your new place. Like now, you have to start like like navigating on your own, right? Like buying your own food and mm-hmm. cooking only for you, and you know. Now you can leave a wet towel on the floor, which nobody should ever put a wet towel on the floor. <laughs> it's like, who puts a wet towel on the floor? But like, Monsters. You, but guess what? You can. Yeah. You can. Do whatever you want. I mean, just you can, like you can get stuff. it wet and just leave it there. Be like, yeah, that's yeah. my new life. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped a jar of salsa. I'm like, I'll get yeah. that tonight. But Forget here you it. are now. Okay, so you're single now. You're back. Are you back in the dating scene? Uh-huh. Yeah, you yeah, are. So this is like, so this is what I'm most interested. Okay, so here's like a fun story from your birthday party, Scott. I met one of your lovely friends. Okay. And we were talking, and he was just like such a fun person to talk to. And at one point, he just like he just stopped talking, and he said, "Can I just tell you something?" And mm-hmm. I said, "Yeah." He goes, "I, I know this is gonna sound weird, and he's divorced too." And he's like, but I want to thank you for sitting here and talking to me because I haven't had practice like talking to a woman just to like have a conversation. Sure. And I thought that was such a, I, at first I was like, that's weird. But then I thought like, I, that made me sad because he's like going through this other thing too. But then he asked a question, which I posed to both of you. And I, I want to piggyback on this story so bad. I, I want to mm-hmm. say, he said, you know, I started dating somebody and I really like her when is the appropriate time when do, when do i get to tell her that like i'm divorced or like i'm going through a divorce and my my immediate response was like well immediately and then i was like oh but is it no it's no one's fucking business i no, honestly it's somebody you're dating yeah, seriously okay okay if we're dating no 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 Okay, if they have kids, yeah, then I'm going to assume you were married. Let's say okay. this person does they not don't. have kids. Okay. Then let's say I go on a couple dates. This is something that comes out organically anyways. Like, okay. Like, because it's second or third date, and then you know, i be like, you know, I was married for seven. I'm like, oh, because this is, you don't tell me on a first date. I don't even know if I like you yet. That's what I, but yeah. that's my question. I didn't second, say a first date. Yeah. I said, but when so, is it appropriate? No, when, when all of a sudden it's like, I don't know, you're really interested in that person. Then you want to, you know, it's like that same other bullshit. Like, I want to hear how many brothers and sisters you have and like, you know, do, do you ever get class clown? Like, I want to hear all that stuff. Like, yeah, I want to know if you were married. But you don't wait too long because then it's like, why did you hide that from me? But it's it's part of it. Like, I don't know if I'm necessarily <laughs> going to tell anybody I was ever engaged. I'm sure I've said it every I mean, single damn episode. Yeah, exactly. but, but like, no, I, I don't. And also, I don't know if this is a valid thing because in Redondo, almost Everybody is divorced, and it's almost like a like a, like a badge of honor. No guy is embarrassed of being divorced. He's like, "Yeah, I was divor- I'm divorced." Like it's like this thing. Like they got it out of the way, and it's almost like I know how to get out of an unhealthy situation, or like that wasn't working for us. I think it's so interesting. Your reaction is you're almost getting like offended that, the, but I think it's like so genuine and honest. But what's the because I think I think I am. It's getting a offended. fear of his. Well, let's ask our guest. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> because for me, it's why should I? If let's say I actually went through and got married, why? 
I now I have to tell you my deep, dirty little secret. It's not but a it's deep, not a dirty. Secret. It's not. But like, you don't have to tell me on the first date. So that's the question. When is it appropriate? When you like. When I like you. <laughs> okay. All right. I like you. Then I'll tell you. Do you like me? <laughs> I, I do. I picked you up outside. So that's she I really did. did. I really she did. Like, yeah, she she's did. Like, hey, you wanna? I think oh. I hugged him immediately. Yeah. yeah. Right. I was like, hi. Wow, this is. Oh, you're the person I'm meeting. Um, my confidence was real high for a second. Hi, my name is Tara Jean, and I hate AA, avocado allergies. Yeah, being allergic to avocados is a thing, and yes, I get it. You've never heard of that before. AA makes me a social outcast at happy hours. I smile politely, eating my chips and dull-ass salsa as my friends enjoy the mouth fiesta that is guacamole at brunch while all my basic white lady friends are feasting on their posh avocado toast. I have to pretend to be happy with scrambled eggs. (laughs) Having an avocado allergy might get me banned from California, but don't slip it into a cake or some vegan bullshit meal and not tell me. If you do, I'm going to come to your house and destroy your bathroom. AA sucks. I mean, the avocado allergies, not Alcoholics Anonymous. That seems like a good thing, right? It's there's no there's no there's no right answer to that. I think. But it's your truth. Like, what, yeah. Do, do you tell people? I've done both in dating. I've been like, guess what? Bingo, bango. Uh, <laughs> I'm divorced. I've noticed that it it there there's there's two sides to it, right? You can. Some people might say, hey, get it all out there. Get your truth out there, who you are right away, so that somebody knows what they're getting into right. or, you know, what your truth is. And I have done that and it seems fine. I've also been like, you know what, I will, to your point, give it a minute. Mm-hmm. Give it some space So because I don't, have, I don't have to share it. It's not my whole story. So... I think both work. I tend to, at least now, let it come up naturally. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I was convinced at a certain point that just, you know, being a guy who was divorced, that I was like, oh, this is going to be a stigma. Uh, I definitely yeah. was like, oh. Because, I mean, it, for, for I think the, the challenge with divorce, we're looking at it just globally, is that people are like, it's, I think it's kind of looked at as, like you said, like a failure. It, I think that some people, societies, whatever, look at it and go, oh. But can I tell you from a single point of view? I mean, mm-hmm. this is important for you to hear from a, I'm a girl who's dating mm-hmm. and single. Continue. I <laughs> Okay, okay, you too. <laughs> Sorry, you walk down. out of the room for a minute. Okay, I'm going to um, leave. <laughs> uh, I have guys who, like, I'll just start talking with them, and they'll usually tell me, because usually it's like, well, when was your last relationship? He's like, oh, I was married. But I have guys who tell me all the time that they were married or still married. I get that. Also that. I get that. Like, <laughs> like I'm technically still married. I get that a lot. <laughs> you're, at, you're at the bar, like, Shh, she's right there. <laughs> But like, what are you doing? Can later? you pr- pretend to hand me a drink? Pretend no, it's, you're it's honestly now the <laughs> second work here. It's actually the second question I have to ask guys. <laughs> like after like what's your name? Are you whatever. married? Are you serious? Yeah, I know. This is this is no, like this more is a real thing. Once. But I, okay, my point is that guys will tell me the divorce, and it's always like they tell me and then they pause. Like you know, I just want to let you know I was married, and I honestly pause. I'm like, because as a girl, single, I'm just sitting right across from you. I don't care like do you and you it's a little different if you have kids because then you're gonna you're gonna still be in you know you have to still have some kind of relationship with her and like you're gonna have to see her more often but for me i don't care like I, i'm happy that you're 
still going to pick up the dinner tab. Like, <laughs> you're here with me. <laughs> like, you know, like, wow. <laughs> no, but I'm happy that you're available because we wouldn't be on this date if you were married. You know, like, you're available. Like, that's to me, is like, okay, that didn't work. I'm like, well, good, because now I get you, you know? I think it, it's a nice way to look at it, TL. That's, I mean, bless you, but I don't know. I mean, I think that there's still that sense that I think anything has that, someone told you that, or like, where are you get is this what you're worried about, or did someone tell you that? No, I think that naturally, at least for me, on some level, you struggle with if you've ever been divorced or have have or have gone through that process. At least for me, there the there is a point at which there is a, a like a, a shame surrounding it and uh, embarrassment, because ultimately, I think it. I mean, in the in the grander picture, of course, you know, it's it's just a part of it's honestly just a part of life. It's not anything I think to be ashamed of. No, but I do think there are. I don't know what would we call it. I mean, I I remember there there are. There are societies that have like banned it because it's like, no, no, that's what failure looks like. Or there's people who are um, who believe that there's a lot of people, I think my parents age, who are believe that if you're married, you are of worth yeah, well, or yeah. you are yeah, that's uh, true. that you are now settled. Or also like especially like older parents, like is the whole thing like it, it doesn't matter if you're happy or not. You stay together. Yeah. It's like, a, but I just think in today's age, when I hear that someone's divorced, I honestly think, well, he knew he knows how to love. And and so here's the, here's the good news is that I've definitely I've dated and met people who are like, who look at it as positive. Yeah. And I think now I look at it and I go, it's rarely an issue if I'm if I'm dating and I meet someone, it's rarely an issue because ultimately I think that at least for me, anything that I've been through in life. At this point in my life, I use and I find strength from, to learn from, to to look back at and go. Uh, I talk about this idea of future self, and it's it's a in a lot of uh, the books I read and stuff. But it's a, this idea of there's a future version of you who's got your back, who knows that it's going to be okay. That's huh. going to be like, hey, you got this. No, you're good. Because think about this: all three of us can think about a previous version of ourselves high school, whatever. And you can look back at that version of you and go, oh, you got this. Yeah, That thing's about to happen. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like you're about to do that thing. You're fine. There is a casual, loving version of you. Call it higher self, call it future self, whatever you want to call it. And it's it's got your back and is going, no, you totally got this. Hmm. And so yeah. now, in a way, I look back at myself where I was, you know, kind of restarting life and regrouping and redoing and all that and i can look at back my and speak to myself now and go you got this you're great Mm -hmm. you're doing great i would even write notes to myself that said you know to me love me you're doing a great job you're stronger than you know keep up the great work because there always is a version of ourselves that we know that we'll do that because our friends will do that for us currently right yeah those who love us will do that for us currently but it's hard to do that for ourselves self-love yeah it's, it's, going through life now, I'm not I'm not ashamed of it because I go, it was a part of my life. Yeah. And it was, you know, the whole chapter of being in any relationship, whether it be parental or marriage or whatever, it all shapes you. You have to look at this was good because mm-hmm. the, these are positives because I, these I good think, memories are great because. I felt like like I missed the title, like I missed being in a relationship or just having someone who, who like sure. on paper loved me, you know, like someone who loved me. I felt like I was 
like if you're always a dog on a leash and then you finally get to go to one of those parks and they take the leash, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the leash off of you. But like, I didn't run. <laughs> like they, I was like on a leash the whole time. And then now I'm single. And like, they took off the leash and I was like, I don't know what to do right now. Cause I didn't know what to do. I don't know what this park is. Like, I don't know what this dating world is. Like mm-hmm. everything changed out here. And I remember it took, I had to go through my process. Tara Jean was there every step of the way, but I'm like, um, I'm not ready to date yet. You know, cause well, I, and I don't even know what I want. Do I want the exact same thing I had before? Probably not. You know, like, do I want opposite? Like, I had to refine the date, you know? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with you. Like, were you, were you, you know, you weren't ready to run through the park, you know, right after getting deed. But, like. <laughs> run through the park? Is that. Run. That's my analogy. Okay. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> sir, listening? Sir, this is a children's <laughs> park. You can't run through here. Also, shave that neckline. Um... <laughs> Because the dating is weird, isn't it? The, uh, sure. Dating is weird. Actually having a first date after being, it, it, I mean, it, it's strange. Yeah. It strange. I would, that's a question I was just going to ask yeah. you both. Because it's, you both, it's okay, not to reveal it, you guys, none of us are in our 20s. Let's just put it that way. That's yeah. but, unverified. But okay. <laughs> Fair and I was with my ex for 10 years. Yeah. So you both were yeah. in long-term relationships. Like sure. what for both of you, like, do you think is the hardest or scariest thing about re-entering the dating pool today? Like today, my, it sounds like the no, scariest it's place not, in the world. No, it's not scary. But kissing somebody was weird. Really? My first kiss, I remember thinking like, because I had yeah. one kiss for 10 years. Yeah. You know, like it's, it, kissing someone, was, was having someone hold my hand because I just didn't do things like that. I never mm-hmm. let ever cross an emotional boundary with anybody. You know, like Ooh. it was kissing and holding, having someone touch my face, like any kind of like that, not even just sex, like just the light it's intimacy. Right. If I, I felt che- like I was cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that resonate at all or no? To a certain degree, yeah. You you do. There's a comfort level to intimacy after Mm -hmm. a relationship, Uh, and I've also been in since my divorce uh, a few different long-term relationships, which is you know is uh, itself kind of a nice way to go. Okay, so I've experienced Mm -hmm. beyond that as well, where I'm like, oh yeah, this is two is an adjustment. I think for me, it's. You, when you are, want, if you are, the idea of getting married, I think, mm-hmm. for a lot of us is achieving a dream, achieving a goal, and being, and then creating a home, right? And once you've had that, and you have that rhythm, and you've had that thing, let's say you go back to being single, the weirdness is now, like, you know what it's like to go through the whole idea of having a home, and having this, let's call it married life, mm-hmm. and then... But to go out for like cocktails, you know, it's funny. Just feels so strange and like, and I've talked with a few friends about this, whether it be divorce or something else. Uh, I think part of you goes, "Wait, I, I'm aren't I supposed to be somewhere else?" Mm. You know what I mean? And that's and that's and that's a, a common thing. Not and it's and it's not speaking to necessarily the previous life, but you are if you go hard in the paint in a certain way whether it be uh, choosing a career or choosing a relationship or whatever, deviating from that and choosing something else or, or moving on or, 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 or having that end, it's weird to to go to move forward. Yeah, well, I have a – when I go – like when you said it's weird to sit down and have cocktails with somebody because you're used to having like a married life, you know, like sure. – you know, so now you're sitting just like having cocktails. You're like, no, it's weird. I have a thing where I've been – well, I make, I make things very familiar very quickly. Not that like I'm like whoring with people or anything, but like I like people to feel comfortable with me. Like I want that comfortability. You're trying to rush the intimacy almost. Like you're but, trying to rush the like. But no, but not not like like I just 
hey, Amari, a really touchy-feely person. Like, I don't want to, like, spend time with this, like, mm, no, our, our pinkies are touching. How cute. Like, no, I just hold your hand. Like, I do that, but, like, I could see all the other person. It's like. That's a lot. That's probably. a lot. Yeah. yeah. But it's because I'm so ingrained of always having someone's hand I could just grab. So, like, now that's, like, my personality is, like, if I meet, like, I'll just put my hand on his arm. Like, this, like, it's just comfortable with me, but probably freaks him the fuck out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Also, take your hand off my leg. <laughs> Super weird. Oh, now okay. you say it. So, Scott, I'm going to ask yeah, like you this 20 one. minutes, I'm like, and my timer's up. It's weird that you guys have been inching closer to each other. Also, <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, would you get married again? Uh, yes. Oh, yay. That's a nice thought. Good. I like that. Uh, that's I hopeful. Would, yeah, I would get married again. It. I will say that I am very happy as I am. And I think one of the things, you, I think you alluded to this a little bit, is what's necessary after, in my experience, a breakup is to kind of go back, okay, I got to be with me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I got to figure out this stuff right. and figure that out and see if this is working. Forget anybody else. Forget right. even family and friends or anybody else involved. I think you have to kind of go, okay, where am I? How am I with myself? Do I love myself? Is my future self looking back and taking care of me. You know, how is that working? You I get a taste of independence. It's like the idea of like yeah. getting getting kind of like locked in again. Yeah. I don't it, know. It, 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 I think you have to be okay with the idea that I'm good as is. I'm good as I am now. And I will and I've been honest with friends and family about this that I am it's not my goal to find that person to complete and to be my oxygen and to do this. And, uh, I mean, this is, this is therapy. This is reading books. This is talking to good friends. This is being around good people. But also is what, how you're talking now to what, how we started is it's not something to be shameful of. Right. You know, like this, 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 this almost rebirth and you are good as you are right now and this who you are now. And the fact that you would even contemplate getting married again. I mean, these are, Wonderful, hopeful things, you know. There's like a light, you know. It, totally, and it it again. There's that future self thing. It, it, the 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 whole it gets better campaign mm-hmm. is so I think applicable. Although it is really beautiful as it is to anybody who is feeling shame or feeling like they're in a tough spot. There is hope. There is strength. There is an ability to find. I don't know, to find hope in, even if you are, uh, for example, that shame that we talked about, I think is normal in terms of just a feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's that great uh, quote by Rainier Maria, uh, Rainier Maria. Rilke. Side note, fun fact, sad fact. And Do you want to say it, Tarji? No, let him say it first. Oh, they right. don't like quotes. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can have I one. Like, you can have one. Like- no, it's it's one that hit me really, really hard recently. And it it's and I'm not gonna say it correctly, but it essentially says, embrace all of it. Let it all hit you. The beauty, the pain, mm-hmm. the terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. Yeah, I, oh, like, I like that. Did there, you like that? No, sentiment? I mean I I like the no feeling is final, because that's true. Everything evolves. Right. That was a quote. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, unknown. Um <laughs> So uh, yeah, I could get married again, but I'm not. I, I I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm not going to get married just to be married. I'm not going to be with somebody just to have yeah. whatever. Yeah, good. To me, it's about that. I like the phrase. I mean, there's a, another quote. I just have to say, um, and this is a very silly one, but it's a good one because I mean, quotes are just everything. Um, 
die. Uh, I'm not looking for the right person. I'm becoming the right person. Oh. Is a very silly. That's another good quote. I don't like those. <laughs> you know. No, I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. That it, feel free it, to quote it, me on any of this. <laughs> um, We're but gonna it, do it, some Instagram quotes. I I do think there are there are little golf tips and moments that people can give you if you're going through something to go. Guess what? Like. Maybe that can can do it for you. That's a true thing. In sports, in 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 uh, in life, in work, relationships. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there is, at least for me, what works for me is a little bit of a golf tip. Like, hey, think about this. Think about it this way. Uh, and those hit me pretty hard. So that's that's where I'm at. I think this is a point. Like, why we're excited to have you on, especially to talk about divorce. Is like, mm-hmm. you know. You know, as Tarjean said, you have three different points of view. You know, yeah. you say right. very strongly you'll never get divorced. I didn't say that strongly. Well, I said it would be. Well, just Just thought, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's no. I told I you it'd be good for the show, but you said no. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like you say, you you you'll, you'll do anything you can to try to make something you know make it work. And therapy's always a great option. Yeah, you know? we went to therapy. Yeah, yeah. and then and for me, like I felt a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. I don't even know it was shame. I felt guilty. You know, like I felt guilty of ending it because right. I made a promise. But then you, then you going through the divorce, and I think it's important for people to hear because you know you you did go through this. How do you say that word? Charging gamut. Sure. You did it. Mm. Can you spell it? G A M M E T. Nope. All right. I like it though. <laughs> Keep going. It's so good. I hate you. <laughs> it's so good. But you went through the gamut of all these different emotions mm. and you're coming out the other side. And the fact that you were able to be in long term relationships after, I mean, that's leaps and bounds more than I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Sure. I mean, it's, I mean, not, I wouldn't say it, it, it's, it's, I think what's cool about, and being able to actually date a little more long term, you go, oh, I can actually, like, uh, things work. <laughs> this can do it. Yeah, right. Uh, I think all of us on some level, it's human to feel like you're broken. Right. And I think that is especially true uh, after going through any kind of breakup. You talked about that embarrassment. That's not, perhaps it's shame, perhaps it's like, oh, and that is real. Yeah. And a part of that is like, oh, is this, do I? Like no Do one wanted, no one wanted to talk to me about it. Like people didn't want to ask me like what happened. Like no one, no one. Well, I yeah. think it's that natural thing. Like we don't want to bring it up unless you bring it up. Yeah, and, so I didn't. But also, but I think the well, re- to you guys, I did. But yeah. like, the other reason it's great to have you here is because you are positive light. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, yeah. you've taken this whole thing, and more so than some of my friends who are still down in the depths of like the event and yeah. like the emotion that they still live stuck. there. Yeah, that yeah. you live with like that. You could still talk. There's life friend, after D. There's life after it, and that you don't have to like dwallow in the like. Oh, this decision. Do you say dwallow? Person. Dwallow. Because you're gonna dwallow. say dwell, dwell and, and swallow. swallow. Yep. No. Nope. Oh. Dwell and wallow. <laughs> do either of you have a razor? <laughs> To clean your neck? Yeah. Well, we should do that off <laughs> Or to slice your wrist. I didn't know what you're doing. I'm just so embarrassed. That's so good. So, well, much, so much shame. Well, we will help you fuel this embarrassment and shame mm-hmm. by bringing you to our favorite segment on the show. Called... Truth the Trash, Truth the Trash, Truth the Trash. Or D. <laughs> I was going to say, or the big D. Oh, oh, big D. To be continued, I don't know. TVD. <laughs> TVD. Hey. This is Truth or Trash. This is an opportunity where Scott gets to tell us a story. You know, something relates to something we're talking about. And it could be a true story or a fake story. Tarjean and I are going to take some time, ask you some yes or no questions. Okay. And then we're going to figure out if your story is truth or, or Trash. I am one of the things that I 
kind of really discovered in my reading books and in seeking help and therapy and all that, it was that I was somebody who was really eager to please. I was looking for outside affirmations uh, to kind of be my guiding light in life. And I, it really kind of got me to a point where I was like, oh, I need to kind of do that cliche thing, not cliche, but that classic thing of love yourself first and don't, don't, don't let it just be the world that kind of does that or relationships or, or jobs or whatever. (laughs) I literally would try anything to impress like any young boy, girls to get any kind of attention. I didn't have a lot of game. I don't think I did at, at, at a certain age, but I was ready for it. Like I remember I remember being in elementary school and really wanting to to impress girls. And uh, I remember feeling, man, I would oh, do anything, do anything to like have that. You know, if I could do like 30 pushups and lift something, I would do it. Uh, at one point, I think I was probably 12. I discovered that I got attention when I talked like this. <laughs> and I started to... Literally, I changed, I, and it got attention. So I started to be like, "I know, right? Oh, whatever, it's just whatever." And I started to kind of have this little voice that was, "Shut up!" And I was just so, so I started to do that voice for a little bit, and I was like, "Man, these these girls are real comfortable around me." Uh, man, that girl talking to me now. That girl talking to me now. Man, it's like. I'm almost like the confidant. This is really great. I mean, in it, it as a young, I mean, it was, I was probably 12. So I was early, early days of puberty. And I was like, this is, I've discovered it. And there even, there were even a few pictures of me, like for the people who can't see this, like me doing, like being, there's no better word than just being fabulous. <laughs> and in no way, in no way. Did I have that uh, inkling inside of me uh, to go to fully go down that road? Uh, but I figured I didn't realize until probably it was probably like a year later that that was not getting me the kind of attention that I <laughs> thought it was, <laughs> or that it was. I mean, it was truly it was truly one of those things where I was like, "Hey, awesome, great!" It's like discovering a hat that people like, and you're like, "I'm gonna wear this hat forever." <laughs> Right. If you wear something, if you if you're da- like, let's talk about dating as single people. If you have a shirt that people are like, oh, that that's great. If you have a clone, and they're like, oh, that smells so good. You you, that's your thing. You're gonna wear that again. And this was my new clone, and I got lots of good attention for it. At least I thought. And then I discovered pretty quickly that I was, uh, it was not the kind of attention that I was. I thought it was <laughs> okay. Oh my god, you go first. <laughs> no, you know him. You need to ask. Oh, the question. Tell me when I'm again. So you, you, it's not just yes or no. She can ask you questions. Okay. You have to answer. Sure, sure. That's really hard to be quiet when someone talks. Oh, so good. <laughs> that was such a good story. Okay, go ahead. Okay, ready? And minutes. Uh, thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Okay, go. Uh, what grade were you in? I think about sixth grade. Okay, and what city was this in? Seattle. Was did uh did a girl point it out to you? that this was not what you thought. I don't remember. I think I caught on. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, did you ever go on a date with a girl at this point and act like that? Or what you thought was a date? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. That's enough. All right. Wait. Oh and time. Okay. Oh. I like it. I like that you point to me. You know, when you're single and someone tells you that's a good shirt. I'm like... <laughs> 
<laughs> Shit, I totally do that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all the time. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Okay, go. All right, he was accurate when he said that he was in sixth grade because usually you're in like five plus six, it'll be 11th. Yeah. Okay, math. Yeah, I know. So that kind of tells me it's true. My question is that when you were acting all fabulous and stuff, like, did all of a sudden, like, like the theater teacher come after you? <laughs> <laughs> Like, did you, no. like, uh, did people, like, all of a sudden, like, make you, like, hit you with dodgeballs? No, no, there was no, there was nothing like that. Were you invited no. to sleepovers? I, uh, no. No, because no, this is the like age. That. Like, you weren't going on dates. 30 seconds. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. Wait. Do you want to ask another 30 seconds? Yeah, well, hold on. Let me get my thoughts together. Because there has to be, there's a, there has to be a little See, kink I, in I know Scott pretty well, and I really feel like this is something he would do as a child. I know I do, too. And because also, here's the thing I know about Scott. When Scott wants to do a voice or, like, really, like, adopt an affectation, it's so funny. Okay, give me, give me, give me 15 seconds. Okay, 15 seconds. 15 Answer seconds. Quick. Ready? Okay, here we go. Go. Because you had to have, like, sometimes you were on the phone. Did your parents ever hear you talk like that? I think they occasionally did, and I think... <laughs> did someone ever call you out on it? Uh, I don't remember, honestly, I, but I remember... Because I remember if my kid all of a sudden was talking like that. I'm like, why are you talking like that? I think I think at some one point... There must have been a point where my parents were just like, all right, okay. here we go. <laughs> okay, okay. okay, so I mean, that's time. Ooh, I really... Because the whole thing is like, if your parents here would be like, Scott, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, you would say that, you know? I don't know. Or would you call it out because you're like, I don't want to, like, give him a, like, I don't want to give him a complex if he doesn't know. Oh, because they're loving him yes. because he's gay. because he's gay. Oh, Wait, I think... what? <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm going to call I, truth. I'll if go... any ladies are listening. <laughs> I'll go I do sh- shave my neckline, okay? <laughs> and that doesn't mean anything. I'm a man. Hey, edit all that out, Tarji. No, don't people don't need that. We're right. not going to get that. Okay. All right, on the count I, of three, right? One, two, three. True. True. That is so That's amazing. When, okay, listeners, oh, so wait. Good. Listeners, when he did, like, he goes, and I was standing like this. He was standing like a teapot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> one hand on his hip ah. and one hand up. There's a picture of me in front of Hard Rock <laughs> Cafe in Boston oh, going like this. No. Full on, full Flamingo. On. Uh, My wrist had stopped working, and I was. Oh, but that was like because you thought this was all the positive was, attention. Yeah, you were like, "Girls no. love me." Oh, yeah. that's so good. Yeah, that's oh, this real. Is, this is one hundred percent exactly what I wanted in line of knowing how you grew up. Yeah, and, it, and really, and, and looking back at that, connecting it to now, it is. It is now why I chose that is it's funny as hell. But it also speaks to what we all struggle with, which is really serving others or serving some other bigger thing. And it's like, oh, no, I, I, I it's living for yourself. It's living on right. some level. And I think that that's something in my life that I have struggled with is yeah. how do I make myself happy first as opposed to trying to impress that girl over there or in dating being like, uh, you know, I'm miserable, but uh, this will help me do this or that. Yeah. Or, and that's, or, yeah. or yeah, I 100% understand what you're saying or be like. Well, this is just me. Either I don't, I'm not going to try to make people like me. Either you now just have to like me. You have to like me for everything here now. Yeah. Right. I don't have to please people all the time anymore. I don't have to be this perfect girl and I always had to be perfect. I don't have to be perfect anymore. I want someone to like me for all the things I do that are good and the things I do that are not good, you know? Yeah, exactly and I think right. that this is something new, like, too. Like, you don't have to put on a show for people. People can just like you now. Yeah, and that's that. I think that as a single person, and that's what I've really built on is really piece by piece going. What are pieces of my life that make sense now that I'm really like, who am I? 
Like yeah. ultimately that is, the, I think the great mistake. I think people don't make that, that, that they make in life, whether you're divorced or married or not, whatever mm-hmm. is looking at your own life and deciding how, what do I like? What, what it makes, what turns me on? Yeah. What gives me And there's no joy. timeline for that. There's no timeline. Like I, my process is taking a little longer and I'm okay with that. Like mm-hmm. well, it's time's time. You know, some people move on really quick. My ex moved on very quickly. No, unsurprising. <laughs> but like kind of hurtful. But like it, everyone has their own process. Right. Will you, uh, do you have anything for our listeners that maybe you know that helped your friends or helped other people? And you? Yeah. Um, I think that. Uh, I mean, number one, I think everyone should check out this thing called therapy. Oh, we talk about oh, it really? all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think it can't be overestimated. And, and finding the right therapist is good, too. Yeah. Not all therapists are created the same. No offense, but it's just true. Offense and, taken. Um, <laughs> offense taken. FYI, I, Susan's the best one I've I think, ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever. I love her. Uh, I'm reading a really great book right now called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor. Oh. It's ama- it's just about the, It's just about the study of happiness. And he comes from Harvard, and it's all about... What, you know, what's the most, how to predict happiness in people and what makes people happy and what the science says, what the studies say. I think The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz I love that talks is about amazing. That movie. Yeah. Uh, I love that movie. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think that there is, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Uh, you know, there's there's beautiful stuff written by Teach Not Han. There's one called Anger that's very good. Is it about anger? It's about anger. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've nailed that. Spoiler. I've nailed that. I don't it's about that. anger. How would a... Uh, it's people, so uh, about anger. Oh, oh my God. You're so attractive all of a sudden. Ooh. I, I kind of want you to stay all day now. Oh, my God. You want a pair of nails? All right. <laughs> oh, Scott, how can people find you if they want to see all your fabulousness? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to. Yeah, I want to continue. I, you I, want I the razor again? Keep I going. Razor again. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Scott Palmason, C O T T P A L M A S O N. Uh, that's best. That's probably the best way to find me. Yay. Is on the instas. You have any shows or anything coming? Yeah, up? Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a really wonderful musical right now called Supportive White Parents. Uh, through April 26th, I want to say the end of April. It's Friday nights at 7 p.m. at Second City Hollywood. It's a fantastic revealing amazing show uh it's again friday night 7 p.m at second yeah City. we'll put all that information up on great and then thank uh, you so much. yeah thank you guys for having and me then we're in brother bradley we are on saturdays oh. yeah i gotta put yourself in yeah brother bradley we do some improv <laughs> at second city uh me and, and tara he's in it how dare you <laughs> we're in it uh and then i also do shows at a place called impro mm-hmm. studio which is in los Feliz, and they do the the overarching theater company is called impro theater and they do improvised genres improvised shakespeare improvised dickens improvised oh, tennessee williams so smart. Uh, they did star trek it was genius yeah. star trek yeah oh. I, we're doing a run of the improvised generation which is a completely improvised show in the style of star trek next genius. generation oh i want to see that we're that sounds that. so cool yeah that'll happen this spring at impro studio and i'm about to jump into uh, film noir so i'm gonna be studying film noir for about four months five months and then doing a run of that and you just learn how to improvise in that style uh and so far i've done shakespeare uh Chekhov, tennessee williams jane austen dickens and so film noir will be the next one and i second supportive white parents is amazing don't miss it it's fabulous and it will my prediction is it will be off broadway or on broadway very soon it's fantastic yeah and get tickets it sells out we're already sold out for the next few weeks so like get your tickets fast 
Get them, everybody. Get them, Well, thank you again, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate you, you know, listening, giving us feedback. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Single Versus Married Podcast. That's Single VS Married Podcast. And on Twitter, we are Single V Married. And we want to thank Jonathan for all our wonderful music. Thank you, Jonathan. Yay. And then, as always, we want to thank the... Oh, wait. He's at Campfire Cassettes. At, at Campfire. At Campfire Cassettes. Cassettes. And we want to thank the Digital Executrix, who helps whip our digital lives into shape. If you like our website, all our graphics, it's because of her. Yeah. You can find her at M-I-Z underscore Executrix. Yay. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for being here, Scott. We got through the big D. Oh, did we? Or are we about to get the mm, big D? Dun, 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 dun. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>